The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening in whatever part of the world you're living in. This is your host, Vincent Jenna. Thank you for joining me in Stop Stopping Yourself, where we really discuss all the things that tend to get in your way from creating the life and fulfilling the dreams you desire and deserve. So today is going to be a a great topic. We're going to be talking about exactly what's stopping you. But I hope in the meantime, everybody is having a a great week. I hope you have recovered from a a fun weekend, at least this weekend in America. We had our Super Bowl Sunday, which, um, in my opinion, was a a little uneventful. Um, I think the greatest part of the entire Super Bowl was Aretha Franklin. Uh, you know, uh, singing. I mean, that was incredible. I was not expecting her at all. And uh, and everybody give Maroon 5 and Adam Levine a break. Um, I could tell by the sound of his voice that he was either sick or he had rehearsed way too hard. It was a little raspy. And I don't feel his energy was quite um, as good as they normally are, and um, I don't know if the planning of it or, but I know that there was a lot of complaints about that halftime show. Isn't it funny the things that we can get upset about? And oh, it was boring. Oh, it sucked. All of these things, um, and that's actually quite reflective of what we do in our own lives about ourselves. Uh, Everything we do externally is a reflection of all the things we do internally, you know, Uh, the self-criticism, the lack of acceptance. Uh, Every time we we make a mistake or or choose something that doesn't have the outcome that we want, we're we're so on top of ourselves. And uh, obviously, If we have more patience with ourselves, we'll certainly extend that out into the world and have more patience with everybody else. Now, there are times not to have patience, and that's when there are injustices. A a wise man said, blessed are the righteous for righteousness sake. And what does that mean? What is righteousness? Righteousness is the ability to be able to stand up for something that's positive, that's strong, that's of value. Uh, that's meaningful, that's going to impact people's lives. So, yeah, so there are times that you don't want to just sit back, relax, and let everything just roll off your shoulders. So there's going to be times that you're going to take a stance, and it really is going to be dependent upon your own self-values. Again, it comes down to you, the value you have for yourself, besides the values you have for the rest of the world. And we're going to be discussing that further in future Uh, episodes here on Stop Stopping Yourself, Unity Online Radio. 
And as a suggestion, um, it's really good if you can tap into as many of the hosts here and their shows on Unity Online Radio as possible or listen to their podcasts afterwards. I mean, everybody, podcasts have become really popular today, right? So if you're really on a spiritual journey or you want to improve the quality of your lives, yes, you can listen to some podcasts that are fun and entertaining. Dax is certainly one of the most popular podcasts, and he has funny uh, guests on his show, all these stars, and they just talk about human things. And that's great, and that's wonderful, and I'm not talking against that at all. As a matter of fact, um, my publicists are trying to get me on that show. That would be spectacular to do a podcast with them. However, it really is worthwhile listening to podcasts that also help further your journey in your life um, to improve the quality of it again. And we've got such great hosts on this show um, on Unity Online Radio. Um, and, and one, I just have to, to mention that I was just listening to Reverend Galen McDowell just before me, and he had a guest on that wrote a book about quitting. And I find it interesting because much of what, um, I even teach uh, in the world has to do with that. And they were talking about their philosophies about quitting and, and when there are times to quit something and times not to quit something because Humans really want to project themselves forward and complete things. Well, it's really interesting because um, having been a psychotherapist and studying a lot of psychology, one of the famous psychologists who pioneered humanist psychology, that's a section of psychology, was uh, Carl Rogers. And Carl Rogers believed that if you remove all the human constraints, all the societal and environmental constraints that we impose upon people and children, we will naturally have a tendency to move forward and want to expand our lives and do well and complete things and succeed and achieve. That's a natural instinct in front of us, uh, within us. And so it's only constraints and the negative messages we receive from our outer environment that stop us from doing that. But even what I'm going to be talking about throughout all of my shows is about how to remove those constraints and allow the natural part and the innate part of who we are to take over. After all, if anybody knows or remembers any of their chemistry or physics um, or biology, any of the sciences uh, that discussed certain principles and laws of the universe, okay, um, and actually this is Newton's law, it was a, a, a very early law that he put into place that once an object, this is about energy, once an object is set in motion, only an equal to or greater force can redirect or stop that object. So in other words, if, if you were to roll something and there's no other force around, that whatever you're rolling will continue rolling until something comes along that's a greater force than what put it into motion to stop it or redirect it, okay? Uh, so... If we take that now onto a spiritual level and we think about how we were created, the, the God force, spirit, Yahweh, whatever you want to call it, put everything in motion when it first created us. Okay? So when it created us, 
it it just put everything in a forward motion. Okay, okay. So think about that. Put everything, put us in a forward motion, and there is no force greater than that's going to stop that motion. So in actuality, we're constantly moving forward. And last week I even spoke about how we look at ourselves and think that sometimes we take two steps forward and ten steps back. Well, in actuality, that's an impossibility because of the law of motion. Uh, we're mostly moving forward all the time Uh, we may dig our heels in and slow the process down but we can't actually stop the process of moving forward because that is the law of science the law of nature at this point we can always and only move forward and I use that in the work that I do because when I help you to remove your blockages or when we talk about that and we learn how to remove them, then you have to know that the innate soulful part of you, the spiritual part of you, the energetic part of you is going to do nothing but move forward and go forward and create forward. That's the other thing. We create in a forward motion. All right, so that's something that you have to understand, and that's a good thing. And and I enjoyed listening to um, the uh, Dr. McDowell, uh, just uh, Reverend McDowell, uh, in, in seeing that and hearing him talk about it himself. So it's always wonderful listening to all these other um, speakers and hosts. So definitely uh, take a look at everything. So let's talk about it. What's stopping you now? For all those that are listening, I also said that in the second half of the hour, I would love for you to call in with any major questions that you have about what you think may be blocking you, um, trying to understand what's blocking you, what's the major problem that you have in your life, and let's discuss that. And your question is a question, and the answer to it is something that's going to help so many other listeners all over the world. So don't be afraid to call in and share that question. And of course, the call-in number is 816-251-3555. So don't be afraid to call in. So what is stopping you? What's all this stuff stopping you? Um, Well, you have to understand that most people are unaware of what's going on within the depths of their minds. And why is that? In actuality, only 2 to 5% of the mind is in conscious awareness. Only 2 to 5% of your whole mind. All right? So if you have a 100% mind, 2 to 5% is in awareness, which means 95 to 98% of your mind is in unawareness. Unawareness meaning you have no idea what's going on in there. So there are so many people that it's such a fallacy and I just, I, I laugh at myself and I laugh when others turn around and say, oh, I know myself so well, I know I'm not going to like that. Oh, I know myself so well this, and I know myself so well that. In actuality, people, you don't know yourself that well. 
<laughs> I've got to tell you that, which is what keeps psychics and myself in business, quite honestly, because we get to see what you don't see inside. That's my primary work is I look inside the 95 to 98 percent of you, of your mind, to really find out what's going on. When I have a sit-down session with somebody, whether it be on the phone or face-to-face, I'm going where no man has gone before, deep down into the psyche, okay? And in there is such an accumulation. That's the other thing that we have to understand. You know, oh my gosh, Facebook is incredible. I love it because you get to hear and see what everybody is thinking and feeling. And I know people complain about it, but it really fuels my work because I can get to see where everybody is coming from and what help that they need. And there's always these incredible postings on there. And one in particular, I started discussing it last week, but it also pertains to this week, is looking back in your past, okay? And everybody is saying, leave your past behind you, just move forward. Um, there's no sense in rehashing anything. Well, let me tell you something. Okay. First of all, as I said last week, it's easier to cut off your arm than it is to cut out your past. It's part of you and it's going to stay part of you. A matter of fact, just as the law of motion says that once an object is put into motion, only an equal to or greater force can stop it or change the direction of it. There is absolutely nothing that can erase any of your experiences from the day you were created. Nothing. We are one big giant computer hard drive and every single experience and choice you make and go through is ingrained in that hard drive. And the only difference between us and a computer hard drive is that you can format a computer hard drive and clear everything off of it. I even hear that you can't clear everything off of it and there's some programs that can refine it even after you format it. So even a computer hard drive can't totally be cleared. But certainly we can't. And our experiences cannot be cleared or put away. Okay, so from the moment, here's what you have to understand, from the moment of conception, the moment your mother... Okay, and the egg that you were going to be became fertilized, you began to absorb. You began to take on the outer world internally, and it became parts of your cells as they were developing and they were splitting apart and they became the over 33 billion cells that they were, you began to absorb everything. So now here you are. It's your birthday, and you're born. Happy birthday to anybody, by the way, who's celebrating a birthday. That's reminding me. And you're born, and now... Um, a year later, you celebrate your first birthday, and then another year later, you celebrate your second birthday, and then your 14th birthday, your 30th birthday. And by the way, you get to 63 real quick, just to let you know that. And you think that you've become that age. 
You are now a 14-year-old. You are now a 30-year-old. You are now a 50-year-old. No, you're not. Okay? You are never your one age. You are an accumulation of your years. Think of it differently, you know? We turn around and say, you know, my wife and I are in the retirement age, right? Uh, the, The 60s, right? And here we are. Oh, my gosh, I'm 60 years old. And, uh, you know, and you can look back and go, wow, and look ahead and go, oh, I don't have that many more years to go or look back and go, wow, it seemed to go by so fast. And when you look at yourself as just an age, you never get to see the whole of you, the gestalt of you, all of you. You are, well, I am, I don't know how old you are. I am an accumulation of 63 years. Now, when I look at it that way, to me, it sounds so fabulous. I have gone through 63 years accumulating all of these experiences. As a matter of fact, when my wife and I talk about the years that we, and sorry, honey, I know you're listening right now, and I just gave away your age. She really is only 53. Um, that's the new 63 anyway, okay? Um, when we look back at our lifetime and just ours together, we've been together 46 years. We just celebrated the first time that we ever met. And when we look at that, it seems like so many different lifetimes. Holy cow, all the different experiences that we had, be it growing up on Long Island and dating there, and then me getting in the movie Grease and moving out to California and doing some acting out there and getting married and and moving out there and having our first son, Jake, in California, and he's a valley guy, and then all the friends that we had there, and then moving back to New York and and living with her mother for a year before we got our a different place. Um, in New Jersey, and then we had our daughter Kimberly there, and oh my gosh, leading all the way up to today, and me being a spiritual psychic medium, holy cow, I'm like, it doesn't seem like it was one lifetime, it seems like so much, but how fabulous of a lifetime, yeah, were there hardships along the way, yeah, are others of you out there going, oh my God, when I look at it that way, I've had 63 years of whole all crap in my life. I don't necessarily believe it's all that way. We can certainly look at it, but I'm sure that there's been moments of greatness and and joy in something, something that's kept you going and moved you forward. But the point is, you have more to go. But the reason why I'm bringing it up this way is to understand then, if you're an accumulation of your years, you're also an accumulation of your feelings and beliefs, The little kid inside of you, little Vinny, little Vincent, is still inside of me. The first beliefs he ever established because of the way the environment was treating him, because of the way his parents raised him, his experiences in school, okay, that is all still inside me, and I can't get rid of it, nor do I want to. That poor little kid, I want him to be a part of my life because he led me to where I am today, good, bad, or indifferent. 
And so when you begin to understand that, then you have to understand that at 95 to 98% of your entire mind, what else is going on in there that's getting in the way? Well, next week, we're going to be talking about love. But the week after that is a great topic. You don't believe what you think you believe. And that ties in with this week's topic as well. So here are some of the things that are stopping you. We develop our first set of beliefs that are harbored in that 95 to 98%. And in the book that I wrote, um, The Key to Finally Stop Saying, God, It's Not Working, I write about how I discovered different sections of the mind. I mean, I have been studying and researching metaphysics, psychology, and the spiritual realms for the past 36 years now. And my focus while I was going to school at at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, as an adult, was on the self. And I really wanted to know our self-concepts and self-understanding. And as I was doing that, I discovered that there's other areas of the brain that harbor different beliefs. So your first set of beliefs, and you're going to have to read my book to really know this, and, and understand everything that I'm saying. Um, your first set of beliefs that are negative, the maladaptive beliefs, I call them the I'm not. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good looking enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not deserving enough. I'm not lovable enough. All of those, they actually get harbored in a section of the brain that's different from the rest. Okay. In your unconscious mind or your superconscious mind, as Carl Jung uh, labeled it, is your soul's mind. Okay. Well, negative beliefs cannot um, stay in the same place. It's like oil and vinegar mixing together as positive beliefs. Your soul mind harbors all the positive beliefs, the connection to its God source that lets you know you're magnificent and divine. So within you then is another section of your mind that develops to harbor those negative beliefs. And I call it the environmental made mind. And I call it the environmental made mind because as a child, you really aren't responsible for the beliefs you wind up developing. They are fed to you by the messages you receive from the environment. And anything that's negative, you immediately turn towards, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable enough. And anything that's positive, you say, I am. That's the clear-cut way that the mind develops. Undeveloped minds cannot sit there and reason and rationale um, all the information that's coming in. It goes to the very quickest and easiest place, okay? I'm not, okay? So that winds up sitting with inside of you. Then as you become older and your mind develops, uh, last week, I talked about the two highest functions of the brain, which is to keep you alive, number one, and two, to protect you in order to keep you alive. Well, the brain protects you from emotional things as well. And since the first set of beliefs that you have about yourself is, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, that adult mind then 
now starts to create a new set of beliefs in order to shield you and protect you from the original ones. And those set of beliefs, I say, that are, are harbored in what I call the adult-made mind. Another division of the mind occurs in order to harbor a new set of beliefs. So it's not that they replace the old set of beliefs. They It creates a new section in your mind that holds on to the the new set of beliefs and usually the new set of beliefs are where we develop our prejudices where we harbor all our defense mechanisms you know the ones that freud said um uh, displacement uh, intellectualization rationalization repression suppression regression um sublimination all of those wonderful terms that he quoted and i also came up with a new one obstructive deceit that's harbored in that section of your mind in order to shield you and protect you and keep you from hearing the bad section of your mind, the I'm not. Unfortunately, if you can imagine the layers, once you get my book, you'll see the different layers of the mind the way it is. So think of the a pyramid. The top layer is the narrowest and the bottom layer is the widest. The top layer is the 2 to 5% of your conscious mind. The next layer below that is the subconscious mind, which is automatic. The next layer below that is what I call the adult-made mind, where you create the new set of beliefs that shield you from the layer below that, which is the environmental-made mind that has all the bad beliefs about you, and then below that is the superconscious mind that has the true understandings of who you are, your soul's mind. And I know all of you are sitting there going, holy cow, um, I've got to see that in order to understand it. I totally understand that. You can actually go to my website, and I do have a recording on that, um, and it, it can come with some slides so that you can see the images. Uh, the recording is a workshop that I did called God It's Not Working, which is based off of my book, and you'll be able to see that. So we're going to be taking a break in two minutes, but what is actually stopping you are the defense mechanisms, that false set of adult-made beliefs that you created to shield you from the negative self-beliefs. That's the, the part of you that's blocking you, stopping you from creating all you want. And the reason why is because that's not what connects to the law of attraction or the power of who we are. What connects to the law of attraction is below that. It's actually the maladaptive self-beliefs, what you're really believing in, that's connected to that. So we're going to talk more about this when we come back. But callers, please call in with your questions and I'll see what I can do to actually help you understand what your block is based on the problem that you're having. So enjoy listening to the show. Come back with your questions and take a break to ease your mind because I just fed you a ton of information. Retain it. Think about it. Be at peace. And we'll see you on the other side of the hour. Thank you. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. When listeners like you contribute to Unity Online Radio, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Rev. Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. Who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. Remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and aligning ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Did you know February 17th is the beginning of Kindness Week? It's a time to perform acts of kindness for others. And during that week only, Unity Books is offering a special deal on its random acts of kindness journal titled, Write It on Your Heart. Buy one and get one free. This beautiful book suggests different ways you can perform acts of kindness, then has room to journal about your experience. Find it at unitybooks.org kindness. What if you could start each day with a positive outlook, remembering you are a divine expression of God? Daily Word is a booklet of daily devotionals offering positivity that's downright contagious. With a print subscription or by email, you can pause to reflect on how to practice spirituality in your human experience. Reading Daily Word takes about a minute a day, so you can feel uplifted every morning. Visit dailyword.com to subscribe. Learn how to break away from self-limiting beliefs and get some support with T.J. Woodward and the Conscious Being Radio Show every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central. A recovery specialist, author, inspirational speaker, and coach, T.J. will share practical tools and life strategies to help you overcome your fears and learn to awaken to your true nature. Join the show with your questions and comments and get the support you need to move forward fearlessly. T.J. is here to help every Wednesday on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Okay, we're back and we've got the the telephone lines um, starting to to ring. So again, uh, the number to call in if you have a question uh, is 816-251-3555. So I'd like to go to the phones right now. 
And this is always a special person I love uh, talking with at any given time. And um, she's such a great listener, friend, and supporter. Um, Heather, uh, Heather from North Carolina. Heather from North Carolina, you're on the air with me. How are you, hon? Oh, actually, okay, I'm sorry. It's switched over to Katie. Let's start with Katie first. Heather, you hold on. Yeah, it's Katie. Oh, God, Heather. Heather. Thank you. Hey, Heather. Great. Okay, it said Katie over there. How are you today, Heather? I'm doing great, hon. So, so tell me, what is your wise question that the answer is going to impact thousands of people's lives? Well, there's no pressure there, of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> Never. Um, so obviously I'm having a little bit of a trying time today and a little bit of confusion, and so I'm, I'm hoping you can clarify, and it will help others as well. When you're in the process and the belief of I am, I believe, and, and I deserve, and you're living that and you are manifesting um, all your dreams and desires, where does the unconscious or conscious manifestation of, say, an abrupt job loss come that smacks you dab right in the middle and then not knowing where your tracks need to go from this point. Mm. Gosh, are you kind of saying that that's what just happened? Yeah, I've been manifesting. I've been following. I've been guided completely for for weeks now, and and I have a move coming uh, next Saturday, as a matter of fact. And I walked into work this morning and abruptly just lost my job. Um, Something I, I definitely didn't expect, didn't see, as as far as my understanding and belief and manifestation, I was to be in that position at least for another year. So, right. Where did yes, and I understand. Wow, does that come from? Yeah. Well, let me let me touch on a couple of things here, Heather, because that is um, an excellent situation. It's kind of the concept of the other shoe dropping. Um, where everything is going so perfect in a person's life, uh, but there is a an expectation that sometimes, someplace, and not everybody has it consciously, but it can be unconscious because of experiences and past evidence that another shoe is going to drop and something is going to happen to turn all of this great, wonderful stuff around. And I actually write about that in my book, so I've, I've really become versed on on that. So here's the thing. There's a couple of possibilities going on over here. Number one, it, it, when we look at something like that, a job loss, um, we had a, a, a flat tire on the way to work, and it, it kept us from getting there on time. Um, all of a sudden, we get a doctor's report that we have a heart attack, okay? And your life is going great, and you're like, the first response is, what did I do wrong? Well, that is an indication of truly a lack of self-belief, and enough of a self-belief that it doesn't allow us to go to the place of, okay, this may seem like something that's bad, but I know it's got to be something good, right? That's actually the natural place to go when you have a high level of self-belief. And I said heart attack before. When I had my heart attack, 
immediately I started having a conversation. I was getting pains across my chest, and there was a part of me that immediately knew I was having a heart attack. And I'm talking to God, and I'm saying, oh, no, 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 no. Don't you dare tell me that there's something wrong with my heart. Don't tell me I have to go through a catheterization and all that nonsense and that I'm going to get a stint and all of that because I've done too much work. I'm manifesting an incredible life here. Why would this happen? And it turned out, Heather, that in actuality, it wasn't a bad thing. The reason why it did happen is because there was a part that I wasn't paying attention to. I really wasn't paying attention to my cholesterol level and doing something to bring it down. But after I had the heart attack and a stint was put in place, the doctor said to me that I'm a miracle because I was walking around with a 99% blockage off my widowmaker, which is the, the worst um, valve and, and uh, artery to have a, a heart attack with, and had absolutely no heart damage. As a matter of fact, my heart was pumping out blood better than many athletes. So I believe that we create a spiritual bank. We're living in a physical world. So there's some physical things we are going to be experiencing. Just like we drive a car, we're going to get a flat tire. But I believe when you collect enough of a spiritual bank that you can make withdrawals on. So when it seems like something is bad, maybe I got that flat tire. Maybe I had the heart attack just to warn me. But because of my spiritual bank, I could depend on it, draw out of it, and it caused no damage. Somebody who's driving a car and gets a flat tire probably avoided a major pileup um, accident on the highway. So you have to look at it that way. Now, in reference to you and your job, I'll give you education as well as psychic feeling here. I'm getting a feeling somewhere along the lines while you were manifesting so greatly, and I know who you are personally, and I agree with you. I think you're manifesting. You're doing wonderful things. But in the process of doing that, the chances are there may have been some thought, some fleeting moment of, I need to change my job, or I'd like to, or there's stress going on here. I need to, to make a change. So if you think about it this way, Everything going great in your life, and maybe the job was the other thing that needs to be changed in some way to match the level of manifesting you're doing with everything else. But because maybe you didn't hear it or was the last thing you were thinking of because you were making financial changes in your life, that you weren't thinking about leaving work and getting another job at the same time, that it happened for you rather than against you. So that is the first thought, that this is actually happening for you. If, if all the other manifesting and wonderful things are going on in your life, you cannot look at it and say, well, this has got to be something bad because I screwed up along the line somewhere. It would demonstrate in your life other than your job. It would really show in other aspects of your life. But when everything else is going as well as you say it's going, you've got to assume this is part of the going well as, uh, as well. But we as humans... Look at job loss. Look at 
minor heart or, or physical issues. Look at financial issues and relationship issues. And anything that seems negative, we go there right away that it's got to be negative. It's got to be something that we did wrong. And when you're in the spiritual world, you tend to look at yourself as having done something wrong because you know you manifest, right? How did I manifest this? What was wrong? What did I do wrong? That's what I said to myself. What did I do wrong? Well, it wasn't what I did wrong. It was what I didn't do right. Okay. Um, so you want to look at the job in that way. So I have to ask you this. Um, were there aspects of the job that were tiring you and kind of not fitting in with the rest of the balance of your life right now? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Did you have previous inspirations, thoughts, ideas of eventually I got to leave this job? Which is okay. why I thought it was a year from now, and that's what I was manifesting. Well, you were trying to manifest against the universe who is manifesting with you. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> okay. So understand something for everybody out there who's listening, okay? You have your human intentions and your soulful and universal and God intentions, your soul is connected to God's source and the universal intentions because you're all part of one. And that's usually the part of you that knows best and knows what you really want. And then you've got the human side. So obviously your soulful side wanted to say, no, not a year more. Now, <laughs> as, as long as you got everything else going for you, girl, let's get it going now. Um, that's like saying... Okay, I got a car, and it's breaking down, and I know I'm on my last leg with the car, but I want to squeeze one more year out of it um, so that I don't have to worry about getting another car payment. And then all of a sudden, right in the middle of the highway, the car breaks down, and you get all upset and pissed off. What did I do wrong? Um, I said I wanted this car to last another year, but meanwhile, the universe was telling you, didn't we say it was breaking down and getting old? Didn't we help you with that? We thought you'd move along and go to Honda and get a new car. Um, <laughs> so you kind of got to think of it the same way, hon. I don't think that this is a surprise. I think it's not what you wanted. You didn't want it this way. But knowing you, Heather, which is great. Now, you got to understand something, and everybody needs to understand this, too. Your own personality is going to be reflective in the way God and the universe deals with you. Your own personality. Because everything is based on your personality. You take your personality with you. Um, God, the God source spirit, the universe will never impose itself upon you. And it will never do something stronger than you would or weaker than you would. It will actually do equal to who you are. Now, I hope everybody wrote that down because that was dang profound. That just came downloaded to me, just so that you know. Um, so, Heather, you and I know you're a very strong personality. Yes. Which is wonderful. Not That is not a criticism. That's a compliment. Of course. And so now think the way the universe is going to work with you, it's going to be strong too. And so are its messages because you're part of that message feeding, right? Doesn't it make sense if you're a strong personality down on earth that your soul in some way, your higher soul, your over soul is going to be at least just as strong? 
It's certainly no, not going to be I passive. You saying that, yeah, and I appreciate you saying that because it, it makes utter sense now. And and in the aspect of, you know, I'm a very, like you said, strong personality, like blunt and open and honest person. Like I want things to happen like the way they need to happen. Like I don't want to waste any more time in life. And so, yeah, it would yeah. like set me up and then like pull the thing out that I didn't need anymore to to move on further. So it makes sense. Right. And it pulled it out as strong as you would pull anything else out yourself personally. Correct. Right. All right. So then you have to understand this part. It's going to turn around just as quick. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Okay. There's a job around the corner that's 10 times better, 100 times better that you're going to say, you know what? I would have been stuck in this other job for a year longer if it was based on my human self. But thank goodness my soul took over and all the forces with it to get me into this job because this is so much better. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, hon. And I look forward to seeing you real soon. And um, you take care now and best wishes. I know you're going to do great because you have been. Thank you so much, and I hope this helps somebody else also. Oh, I'm sure it does, Heather. You take care now. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so so let's go to, um, wow, it says Shannon. Katie, do I have you now? I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, great, Katie. Thank you for joining the show and calling in. So from Knoxville, Tennessee, which I, my wife and I do want to come out and visit. We get as far as Johnson City, um, but we need to go further. So tell me, Katie, what is your greatest question here? Well, I think it's probably a question that a lot of people have. So uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing your take on it, Joe. So thanks, uh, Vincent. Sorry. Thank you so much. Um, so th- here's my question. Very often, I, I'm, um, I love what I do, and I'm excited about everything that I do, and I'm working on all kinds of different projects, and, uh, and everything seems to be going well. But when I'm put in a situation where suddenly somebody um, questions something or isn't sure they like how something is going or has a problem or has an issue or doesn't understand something that they should understand, I get a little deer in the headlights. And I, I get off center and I, I, I know in my head what I want to say, and I know there's an answer. It's not like I'm, I'm worried about being questioned or anything. None of that is a problem, but I, I, it knocks me off center. So I don't necessarily have an articulate response. And then I think that sort of, um, you know, has a little bit of a domino effect, which I, I like to get rid of. And I don't know why I do that. I don't, I don't know why I, I get kind of paralyzed like that. Oh, my gosh. Katie, you are absolutely perfect for today's show. It's because you're unaware of what's happening in the 95 to 98% of your unaware mind. Um, and I can tell you what's happening. But just let me sh- make sure I have this right. So you sure. may get into a discussion with somebody and you're talking about a point and you're trying to make your point, And then all of a sudden they turn around and look at you like um, you're nuts, you're crazy, have no idea what you just said. It doesn't make any sense at all. Something along those lines. Is that kind of um, the response? And then you look and go, well, wait a minute. I thought I made myself perfectly clear here. And you kind of like... 
look stunned that they didn't get what you were really trying to say or they misunderstood you completely and they respond negatively. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that correct? Okay. All right. Okay. There we go. All right. So, Katie, I'm going to tell you right now what you believe about yourself that you just said. Oh, I know it's not that I'm not sure of myself and I know it's not this and I know it's not that. No, you're wrong. You don't know what it's coming from. And it's coming from the, those are called button pushers. And they're pushing the buttons from when you were younger, and it's reaching down into that first set of maladaptive beliefs where you received a message very young in your life that I'm not good enough and I'm not smart enough. And I believe that that came from messages you received about um, having to work so hard at something or maybe something you said wasn't appreciated, wasn't listened to, wasn't respected from a very early age. So I'm talking about childhood. You know, we can go yeah. through our lives as children, you know, um, and and back in my days, it was children was seen and not heard. So uh, most of the adults that I deal with today and do psychic readings for all have the issue of that their opinion doesn't matter or that they have no worth at all. Well, why not feel that way? That's what they were taught when they were children, that anything you have to say is meaningless and worthless, so just shut up. Um, <laughs> and in some way, Katie, you went through that. So now today you're an adult and you try to convince yourself that you are smart enough. And certainly there's more evidence showing that you are than you're not. However, give anybody a chance to question it. All of a sudden, just think, connect the dots all the way down. I do a workshop called Stop Stopping Yourself and Become Unstoppable. And this is what it's all about. That's why I named this show this. That statement, their response, their look at you, they're questioning you, whatever it is, if you connect the dots, it will go all the way down to the first time that you ever felt that something you said was meaningless and worthless. And it pushes that button. So of course, you're like a deer in headlights because your first response is emotional. It's, it's very automatic and quick. We have automatic thoughts that are so fleeting. Here's, here's something of, of, of an understanding in the psychology field that most people don't know. If a person turns around and criticizes you, and let's say, for example, that person said to you, Katie, you're stupid, okay, and you get upset okay. by that, you actually are not getting upset by what the person says. You're getting upset by what you say in between what the person said and your response. It's an automatic quick thought, and it usually is something along the lines of, see, I am stupid. And then the adult defense mechanisms kick in, cover that so fast, you don't even know you said that, and you become angry. Angry is actually a def anger is a defense mechanism. It's a secondary emotion. It's a responsive emotion. It's not a primary emotion. In other words, it's not the first thing you feel. It's the second thing you feel. The first thing you feel is bad about yourself. All right? So... Think about it this way. 
Try to picture that pyramid that I discussed earlier with your conscious mind on the top, your unconscious mind at the bottom, and then there's that level of maladaptive, the environmental beliefs that harbors all of those bad, bad self-feelings. As soon as somebody says something negative, it goes straight to the core of those feelings and reminds you of one of those first negative feelings you had about yourself that quickly before anything can take over. Then the adult defense mechanisms kick in, and now you don't even know what it was that you felt and why you felt that way. Otherwise, so if I turned around and I said to you, Katie, Katie, first of all, are you Caucasian? Yes. Okay. So if I turned around and I said, you are a giant, um, mentally disturbed, stupid Asian, okay, all of which is Mm -hmm. untrue about you, right? Right. What do you think your response would be if somebody just said that to you? You're at a party, you're talking with somebody, and somebody just turned around and said that to you. What do you think your response would be? I'd be confused. I'd be looking to see if they were talking to someone behind me. Right, exactly. And you'd probably laugh at them when you found out that they were talking about you because it's like, um, you're crazy. Because right. you would respond that way because you know that everything the person just said was untrue, right? Right. So then when do we respond personally and upset? Is when when we believe what the other person has said to us. So that's the button pusher for you. If you get questioned as to what you're talking about, it's definitely pushing a button from little Katie. And what you can do to resolve that is make sure you go in there and you let little Katie know how wonderful and smart and beautiful she really is. Because somewhere along the lines, Katie, you lacked that growing up. So you need to replace that. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Yes. So when you turn around and say, oh, I know I'm sure of myself and I'm certain of what I said is true and good, that's actually not true. You're BSing yourself, which we all do. What's really true is, wow, I responded feeling bad about that, which means I must believe that. Well, I'm going to stop that because it really isn't true. I got to tell little Katie that's not true. I'm pretty smart. And I got more evidence that I'm smart than I'm not. (laughs) I love that. All right, Katie. So now you know what to do. And that's what I said this show is about is giving tools out. Start on that. Reparent yourself and just let that little kid inside know how great she really is because you've come a long way, kiddo. (laughs) Thank you. All right. All right, Katie, thank you, thank so, you so, and well, thank you for calling in with such a great question. All right, I've got a few minutes left. I'm going to run real quick to Shannon. Shannon, you're on the air, so thank you um, for calling in. Shannon, what is your question today? From Texas. I- <laughs> yes, how are you? Thank you very I'm much. I'm doing thank great. Great, Go ahead. Good. I, um, so my question is, what is stopping me from being successful in my career? 
Okay. Um, Shannon, I hope you were just listening to what I told Katie because the same applies for you. You do not believe you're good enough. Through your entire youth, there wasn't anything that you could do that was good enough for everybody around you. Isn't that correct? Yeah. Exactly. So why would you believe you're good enough now to succeed and go further in your career? You're looking at yourself as a small fish in a big sea. That's a wrong analogy, and everybody needs to know that. There's no such a thing. The analogy actually is if you are a goldfish in a little bowl, pour the little bowl into a big pond, and you will grow to fit the size of the environment that you put yourself in because that's what goldfish do. They become those giant, gorgeous koi. So what I'm saying is if you keep dreaming small and seeing yourself small, Shannon, you're going to stay small. Stop believing what everybody else taught you in the past and start believing you're greater and bigger than that and your career will will just blossom in 2019, which is what it's meant to do. You were meant to hear this so you can change your self-attitude and self-belief even if you don't know it's down deep in there. But this is for you and everybody. The result of your life and what you have in it or what you don't have in it that you want is a complete reflection of your true inner core self-beliefs. So in other words, if you don't have the career level that you want, it's because you don't believe you're good enough. If you don't have that love of your life and your princess or knight in shining armor, it's because you don't believe you're lovable. If you don't have the finances, you know you deserve it because you don't believe you deserve them. And if you don't have the health, the wellness that you actually want and the vitality, it's because you believe you're not worthy enough to have it and you're punishing yourself. So all of those inner core beliefs are what you have to change in order to change your outer world and manifest what you truly want. Shannon, does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I have a lot of the beliefs that, that you are saying that I should have. Um, that's what I was asking, like, what is stopping me? So I, I understand that. And I just need to uh, dream bigger. That's all you have to do. You're a bigger person than that. And you know what? When you come from God, of course you're a bigger person. Everybody has to remember their divine magnificent. Well, Shannon, thank you for calling. And thank you all for joining me in on today's show. Next week, we're going to be talking about love and relationships. So call in with your love questions, your love issues. And everybody have an incredible week. And thanks for listening to the Stop Stopping Your Show. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.